Family, it's so good to be together with you. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, if you've been here, we uh, kind of started our year off by looking at our time, right? A, a couple weeks ago, we talked about my time in community. Last week, I talked about my time with God. Uh, we were talking about uh, you know, listening to God speak through his word and responding to him uh, in writing, right? And, and uh, I just want you to know how encouraged I was last weekend because we, you know, I just you know, challenge you, encourage you to, to you know, write regularly in response. And we had a bunch of notebooks in the back. And I said, hey, if you want to you know, do that, then, then take one. You know, it's free. And, and there were, I think there were two left by the end of the weekend. And, and, and I was just thinking about that. I was going, you know, so if that, if that works out, if, if, if we you know, kind of follow through with doing that, then that will mean you know, in the coming months and year, um, there will just be a growing amount of writing in response to what God is saying to you. And, and if that happens, if that happens, then I can't wait to see what God does in your life. And I can't wait to see what God does in this church. So thanks for doing that. And I want to encourage you. Um, don't be discouraged by saying, oh, oh, yeah, thanks for reminding me, Jim, like that thing's still sitting in my car. It's like, no, 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 no. Start tomorrow, all right? just want to encourage you in that. And, and then today, we're going to kind of wrap this up. Um, today, we're going to talk about my time in prayer, my time in prayer. Now, when it comes to the topic of prayer, I've noticed that people often, at least when I have a conversation or whatever, that people often have you know, one of two primary, like, immediate responses to the idea of prayer. And that is either this, um, I just feel like I'm not doing it right. Or, I know, I know, I need to do it more. Right? Those, those are the two most common responses that I personally hear. It's like this, this sense of like, I know, I know, we're talking about prayer. I just need to pray more. Or it's, there's this sense of like, I haven't tapped into how to do it right. Like I see other people and they've like, they do it right and they pray just right and I need to figure that out. Well, well I want you to know today that, that the goal for this morning is not for you to walk away feeling shame or guilt about prayer. Rather, our, our goal today is to encourage and inspire you in this incredible privilege that we have of actually talking to God. That's incredible. And, and so my prayer is that you'll walk away encouraged to do that, not feeling this like heavy, like, oh, oh, I know, I know. When Jesus' disciples came and said, would you please teach us how to pray. Now, I don't know what they were, maybe they were thinking, we don't know how to do this right, and we, you know, would you teach us how to do this? And, and when Jesus taught them, his lesson was surprisingly simple. Let's read it. It's found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 7, and it says this. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. One of the things that Jesus teaches right here is that you don't have to be eloquent in prayer. Don't be like those people who think that they just have really big, awesome, amazing words to say as if that's going to somehow you know, get through to God. What I think Jesus consistently teaches is this, is that he's more concerned about the attitude of your heart than the words that come out of your mouth when it comes to prayer. And I think that's significant because I think that there is a, a, a huge misconception about prayer, and that is that prayer is supposed to sound a certain way, right? It needs to sound... Um, Impressive if it's really going to work. And Jesus taught that's not the truth at all. That's not what it's about. Another misconception that, that I've heard people say when it comes to prayer is that, you know, you don't really need to pray because God already knows what you need. Right? Have you ever thought that before? Like, wait a second. Like, why do, I, why do we even need to, you know, like bring this stuff to him? Because he already knows, right? And what I love about this lesson on prayer is that Jesus like knowing that would be one of our deals, he addressed that, right? We just read it. He said, your father knows what you need before you ask, right? And you know what the next thing he says? So pray like this. Isn't that interesting? God knows what you need, so pray. And why would he say that? I think the reason he said that is because he knew very well that prayer is about communication with God. It's about talking with God. God already knows your heart. God already knows your mind. He already knows what you need. So clearly it's not about making God aware of the things that I need. Prayer is about something so much deeper and more significant. It's about communicating with the God who loves you. I don't know if you know this or not, but he loves hearing from you. He loves spending time with you, listening to you. It's not about getting what I want. It's not about going to the great vending machine in the sky pushing a couple buttons and saying, this is what I want, amen. It's about relationship. It's always been about relationship. In fact, think about, think about communication in, um, say, a marriage or maybe a friendship that you have. Think about this for a minute. Imagine if you communicated with your spouse or with your friend like you typically communicate with God. So when you think about that for a second, how would that work out for you, right? So, so, so for many of us, it, it would look something like this. You're talking to your friend, you're talking to your spouse, occasionally, and when you do, you go through this list of things you want them to do for you, and then at the end you say, amen. Right? It's not the makings of a deep, intimate relationship, is it? No. Right? 
When we pray, we get to talk with God. We get to talk with God. And here's the thing. Even if we stumble over over our words, even if we don't say it just right, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Because that's not the point. The point is, God loves you and loves to hear from you and wants to spend time with you. That's the point of prayer. So, if prayer is about communicating with God, then how do we do it, right? How do we pray? Well, the Bible is actually filled, filled with examples of how to pray, of different prayers themselves, and of different even, even methods or ways in which people have prayed. And there's no way in, in this message today that we can um, cover all of those because there are dozens and dozens and dozens. And, and so for today's purposes, we are going to talk about five specific ways that we can pray in the coming year. Now you might have noticed that I said we, and the reason I said we is because as we approach this topic of prayer, I have asked my wife Stacy to join me in sharing this message. And, and one of the reasons why I've asked her to do that is because she lives this. Because she is an example to me on how to pray and how to come to God. And I think that she has a lot to teach all of us. Because this isn't just theory. This isn't just some, you know, let's sit here and like, do a message on this. This is something I've seen and witnessed, sort of behind the scenes that none of you have ever really seen. Uh, somebody who is devoted and loves talking with God and has taught me a lot about it. In fact, she is my greatest prayer supporter. And so I've asked her to come and share along with me. So Stacey, why don't you come up? And um, why don't you do the first one? You take okay. off. Okay, so intercessory prayer, it, it can sound intimidating, but it's really just standing in the gap for somebody else. It's um, bridging the gap in prayer. Um, the first uh, verse I was thinking of that really is super comforting um, when it comes to this is Romans 8.26, and it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Um, this is just amazing to me because what you, what you know from this is that the Holy Spirit's interceding with us. So we don't have to worry if we don't have all the words, if we don't know exactly what's going on for somebody, because he's basically, it's a team effort. He's interceding with us. Um, another scripture, actually a group of scriptures um, that's super encouraging is Ephesians 6, 16 through 20. It's a little longer one, but in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith which with, with which you can t extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am the ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. 
So from this, uh, what I like about this is it's really showing that intercessory prayer is spiritual warfare. It's really, you're doing battle on behalf of somebody else. Um, and I also love that all the emphasis, if you've noticed, like all, at all times, all perseverance with all prayers for all the saints. <clears throat> because really intercessory prayer, we're all in when we're doing this. Um, it's putting our faith into action and a part of intercessory is keeping alert. Um, so when we're keeping alert, we, are, we need to not be in constant motion. We need to be uh, having pockets of prayer through our day where we're not just going so that we can uh, be aware of the Spirit's promptings in our heart and what's going on around us. Uh, okay, so... Uh, a story I have. Uh, my friend Heather, <clears throat> we have been friends for 23 years, um, and we have a foundation in our friendship of prayer. We just intercede for one another. She now lives pretty far away and has for a while, but we still intercede for each other, and that looks like sometimes being awakened in the night and feeling like, oh, I need to pray for Heather or her for me. Um, also, I've had times where there was one specific time where I was praying and I had a picture of Heather um, with this big rock and she was hunched over and she was trying to carry the weight of this rock and I didn't know what it was, but that's what's cool where we already talked about that the Holy Spirit's interceding with us, so I'm praying for whatever this is and he's interceding with me. And then, of course, when I called Heather, she knew exactly what that weight and that rock represented. Um, so, again, it's just being aware. And uh, I think the, one of the main things I've learned with interacting with, in prayer with Heather is don't be afraid to act on a prompting. You know, if the Holy Spirit's giving you something, I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? You prayed for somebody and they didn't really need it? Well, I mean, we all need prayer, so... <laughs> It's a no-brainer. Um, so we've been talking about intercessory prayer, which is praying for someone on, on someone else's behalf. It involves listening to the prompting of the Spirit um, and doing sp spiritual battle for them. And um, rather than just hearing about this, we're going to actually practice it right now. So I would just encourage you, you may already have a person in your mind that you know um, is struggling or battling with something that needs prayer. If not, you can ask the Spirit right now to just bring someone to your mind, and we're just going to take a minute, and we're going to pray for that person. So just do that now. All right. Let's take a minute and Ooh. just pray for whoever comes God brings to your mind. And just pray for them. I'm amazed that right here in this moment as we were practicing intercessory prayers we're practicing stepping in on somebody else's behalf you have heard mm -hmm. all kinds of different situations and names mm -hmm. people have been lifted to you yeah. and you've heard all of those all at once mm -hmm. and you awesome. care about every single need mm -hmm. and I believe that as we prayed for somebody just now, that you not only heard, but you're already beginning to work on that behalf. And so I mm -hmm. pray, God, that you'd encourage us and remind us that when we step in on somebody else's behalf, like you, mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, step on on our behalf, that you use that 
that it's powerful. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Second area of prayer or way of praying that I want to talk about is, um, is scripture prayer. Scripture prayer. Uh, praying scripture is just simply taking a, a verse or a passage or even a truth from the Bible and allowing that to guide and inform your prayers. Uh, essentially what you're doing is this. You're speaking back to God what he's already spoken to you mm-hmm. in prayer. Just using scripture as your guide. In other words, instead of like just trying to form in your own mind like words or what am I supposed to say or how should I pray, you are relying on what God has already said to give you guidance in what to pray for. And, and here's the thing. We see examples of this in the Bible. Um, Nehemiah, in his time of desperation and need, prayed scripture. Jonah prayed scripture. Uh, even Jesus. So you could really pray this in a time of crisis or yeah, when you don't have absolutely. words to say. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus, right? When Jesus mm-hmm. was on the cross, I don't know if you remember this, or if you, uh, maybe you didn't even know he was praying scripture. But Jesus prayed the scripture that's found in Psalm 22 when he said this, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I don't know if you knew that or not, but that's actually scripture written in Psalm 22, and Jesus was praying that scripture mm-hmm. on the cross. So we see all kinds of examples of that in the Bible. Uh, and, and you might go, well, like, why pray? Why pray scripture? Like, why pray the Bible? And the reason is, is because using the Bible helps keep us grounded in God's truth. Mm-hmm. And frankly, it helps us keep our will aligned with God's will as we're praying. It helps us, I see it this way, it helps us set our minds on the unchangeable truths of God mm-hmm. rather than on the ever-changing realities of my life, right? And let's just be honest, in our prayers, oftentimes we get caught up in um, all the stuff that's going on in my life and, we, and, and it's always changing, we can be kind of thrown off, but if we allow scripture to guide those prayers, we're drawn back to the things that don't change. It's kind of cool. Yep. Um, in fact, when you think about what you're thinking about, Philippians 4 gives us some great things. Chapter, eight, or chapter 4, verse 8, it says this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if, anything, if there's anything of excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, Think about these things. I love that. Think about these things. And as we think on those things, they can guide our prayers. One thing I I do want to warn you about, or I want to encourage you to do is this, is if you're going to pray scripture, make sure you understand the context of that scripture. Understand what the Bible is saying before you start praying. Understand what the Bible is saying before you start praying. Otherwise, you might pray in a misguided way. In other words, you could go, God, you promise in your word this, you say this, and I'm going to pray this, I'm going to claim this in prayer. Well, that might not actually be a promise. And so before you start praying, make sure you understand what it's saying. Because the Bible isn't intended to be used for our purposes. It is to help us understand God's purposes. Right? Mm -hmm. So... I encourage you to do that. 
Now, I don't know if you've ever prayed Scripture before, um, but if you haven't, I would encourage you that a great place to start is with the Psalms, because after all, all they are songs and prayers written to God. So they work out really well to use in your own prayer life. Let me give you just an example. Uh, and there's lots of ways you could actually just pray Scripture itself. There's prayers actually recorded for us in the Bible that you could just like literally read through that exact prayer and pray that way. Mm-hmm. Another way to do it is what I'm going to give you an example of right now. It's found in, 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 in or it comes out as Psalm 67. And so let me just show you maybe one way you could pray Scripture. Psalm 67 verse 1 says this. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. And you could pray something like this. Jesus, thank you for your grace that you have poured out on me and on my family. Would you please show us your undeserved kindness and would you shine your grace on us? Verse 2. That your way may be known on earth your saving power among all nations. Jesus, I pray for the nations. Would you please reveal your way? I pray for those who are serving you in the nations. Would you empower them? And Jesus, would you bring somebody across my path that I could show your love to? Verse 3, let the peoples praise you. O God, let all the peoples praise you. Lord, I praise you today. For your kindness, for your goodness, will you please renew my heart of worship? It's just as simple as that. There's no you know, big fancy thing. It's just taking scripture and allowing that to guide your prayers. I'll tell you what, one, one scripture that I would say I pray almost every single day. It's found in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. It says this, casting your anxieties on him because he cares for you. I almost every day, maybe every day, I quote that and I'll say, Jesus, you tell me to cast my anxieties or to cast my cares on you because you care for me. And so here they are. And I just go through whatever I care about right then, whatever's weighing on me, whatever I'm anxious about, and I do it almost every day. It's praying scripture. So, Let's practice. Today is not just about you sitting there hearing, but let's practice. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put a scripture up on the screen, and I want to invite you to take a moment. I'm not going to read it for you. You read through it, and as you read through it, allow the Spirit to prompt you to pray, maybe to even bring what's going on in your own life as you pray this scripture, all right? So let's do that together. Okay, the next one we're going to talk about is breath prayer. And breath prayer is just... um, a simple word or phrase that you might have that you would repeat in, through the day to kind of keep your focus on God. It's not new agey or weird. I promise it's not. It's just, um, it's a way to focus on Christ and let go of your anxiety and your worries. A uh, great example of Jesus in a breath prayer is uh, Luke twenty three forty six. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Uh, This shows Jesus in faith, praying a short prayer of trust. And it wasn't just a prayer of faith. It was the ultimate prayer, breath prayer of faith. And because he did this, we can trust him um, 
he is working in us. We can release our fears and anxieties to him. How exactly does this work? Well, there are two types, I feel like, of breath prayer. One is what I was kind of saying. It's you can plan it for a day. You can pick a phrase and throughout the day have times that you're working on this. Or it can be in a moment of crisis. In a moment of crisis, you don't have time to figure out something. You're just praying it. So those are the two ways. Uh, The first one is basically used to focus on God, like I said, and release anxiety. It looks like choosing a phrase. So let's say I chose the phrase, Jesus, I'm yours. So I'm going to focus on that through the day. I might take time during the day to actively do this. So it's literally, I'm going to show you. It's going to look like this. Jesus, I'm yours. And you're breathing out the anxiety and the fear. That's all it is. You're just centering yourself on God. And it also is humbling yourself because you're choosing to put the focus on Jesus and know that you, you need him. And, of course, the second type, in crisis, you're not going to plan this out. And the best way, I think, for me to explain it is just in a story. Uh, we had a situation, Jim was there, too, where there was someone in crisis. Uh, there was a lot of fear. There was deep hurt and anxiety. Uh, in that situation, it was in, in my face, in Jim's face. We're just going, okay. So... I'm, I'm praying, maybe not out loud because the person's there, but I'm praying, help me now and exhaling my anxiety. Um, you could whisper, Holy Spirit, guide me. Uh, it's not like it's a plan, uh, but both ways are helpful in putting your focus on Jesus and he is always enough. So it's a huge help to me. I, I was actually doing it before I came up here. <laughs> yeah. And this is one, you know, for me, um, I, I do this all the time in my own life, that uh, a phone call comes in, uh, mm-hmm. I need to meet with somebody, and something's going on, and I will find myself, if I'm by myself, I'll say, God, I need you. Mm-hmm. God, I need you. Uh, or if, if I'm right there and it's happening and I can't say it out loud, I'll be saying it in my heart. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and you, you might be thinking... Whoa, 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 you guys. How can God, I need you, be prayer? That's not prayer. It's the biggest prayer, I think. Um, Here's the thing. Prayer is about communicating with God. Mm -hmm. And if I'm in a moment and I say, God, I need you, I'm communicating with him. That is prayer. prayer. That's too simple. Remember, it's not about the words. It's not about being fancy. It's simply communication. And there are some times when you just need to just say a phrase, mm-hmm. a couple of words. And not only is those words powerful because they are prayer, but it's also bringing your heart and your mind back to focus on Jesus over and yep. over and over throughout the day. So I would encourage you to practice a breath prayer. Yes. And, and if you don't have to wait for a crisis, just choose a phrase and go, God, throughout today, I just want to breathe this in and out. Mm-hmm. And remind myself of your truth. Next one, fourth one, is um, gratitude prayer. Gratitude prayer. Gratitude prayer is, is, is a thankful acknowledgement of God's goodness and his provision. God is the giver of good gifts. And our acknowledgement of his goodness, expressed through gratitude, is a part of having relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Just saying thank you. 
Now think about this. This this might don't let this be too guilty, but <laughs> think about this. How often do you simply thank God in prayer and not ask for anything? Mm-hmm. Just think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. How often do you and, and 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 you know I think about that, I go, I need to grow in this. Because oftentimes mm-hmm. when I'm praying, I'm asking something, I'm saying something. But what if, what if you and I were to just take some times where we're not asking anything? The entire agenda is to say, God, I just want to acknowledge you, thank you for what you've done. Mm-hmm. The Psalms call us to that, right? Psalm 100, verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Mm-hmm. Psalm 118.1, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. The Psalms are filled with songs and prayers of gratitude, acknowledging God's goodness, his character, who he is. Mm-hmm. So what if, what if, and I'm saying this to myself, what if we were to set aside a regular time or times in our week when all we did was prayers of gratitude and thanksgiving? I think maybe a good time to do something like that would be before you go to bed at night. Your day is behind you. And, uh, and if you're like me, what I'm beginning to think about is tomorrow, right? What do I have to do? What do I have to get going? What time do I have to get, you know? What if we were to take some time before bed and, and you actually took a moment to think about the day? Specifically thinking about this, not what, all, what were all the things that went wrong today, <laughs> But to think about, God, where did you show up today? Where were you working today? Help me recognize, help me notice how you provided, how you were present, mm-hmm. how you helped me throughout the day. My guess would be this, if we actually did that, we would be shocked at how many ways God showed up in the day. And then what if we just took, you took two minutes before you went to bed and just said, God, I just want to thank you for these things. I want to enumerate them. Or, or maybe write them down. Have a gratitude journal. And just write down the things that you're grateful for. You can come back to over and over and over again. And it's really cool to look back on that later. Absolutely. I've done that when you read back years later and it's like, oh, I forgot about all the yeah. stuff that God did. You're reminded of yeah. how good God is and what he's done. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I don't have much more to say about this because it's not complicated. It's just simply saying, God, thank you. It's just mm-hmm. gratitude prayer. Um, it's not complicated, but it does require some intentionality. So I want to practice it right now. Um, I want you to think, would you do this? Would you think about one thing that you are grateful for, about maybe God's character or about something he has done, one thing that you could say in one word? Think about that for a second. One thing you're grateful for that you could say in one word, because what I want to do is I want to practice this prayer right now together out loud. God, I thank you for your church. Thank you. It's as simple as that, family. Just simply taking a moment to think about, to recall, and to thank God for what he's done. Mm. Stace, why don't you do our our last one? All right. Our last one is wrestling prayer. This is actually my favorite kind of prayer. Um, it's brutally honest prayers of lament, of sorrow, questioning. You're expressing your heart to God. You're not holding back. 
Um, and you might be thinking, well, isn't that wrong? Shouldn't we be grateful? Shouldn't we be positive? Shouldn't we think of all the good things God has done? Isn't this complaining, that kind of thing? Uh, but for me, this form of prayer is the one where I feel the presence of God the most. Um, because it's real and it's raw communication. This is where uh, I can reveal to God the things that maybe the world doesn't see. Um, I'm bringing my burdens, I'm casting my cares because he loves us so much and he cares for us so much. He wants to hear, he wants us to be real. Um, and there are lots of Psalms that are very gut-wrenching, especially of David. And uh, one of those that is I really like is Psalms 88, 1 through 7. O Lord God of my salvation, I cry out day and night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry, for my soul is full of troubles, and my life draws near to Sheol. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am a man who has no strength, like one set loose among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, like those who remember no more, for they are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the depths of the pit, in the regions of darkness and deep. Your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you overwhelm me with all of your waves. And the first thing you might be thinking with this prayer is some of this, it's like, it's not really even true about God, but that's the whole point is that he can handle that. He can handle, sometimes our feelings are so gut-wrenching and deep, we just need to express them. And God can handle it. Uh, last year, around this time, Jim and I were on a sabbatical, and three months turned into five months. We were, I think, didn't realize how emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, all of it, it just, we were done. We weren't even sure we were going to come back, honestly. Um, it was really hard, and I did a lot of wrestling prayer during that time, um, and sometimes even you come to the point where you're so drained and beat up that you can't physically wrestle prayer. <laughs> so one of the things I did, I had a playlist of songs, and when I felt like this, um, I would just close my eyes, listen to the song, and actually pray the song in my heart. And that was a form of wrestling prayer for me. And the song that I think I play the most is called Lament by Seacoast Worship. That one was on replay all the time. And when I would pray like this, his spirit would just wash over me. And when I felt like he wasn't there, I would get a glimpse of his presence. Um, and we can do this and still be saying, God, where are you? What are you doing? You know, are you even here? Do you even care about me? And you can do that and still know that God loves you and he, he can handle it. Like, I keep saying that, but it's true. He wants you to be real with him. Um, and some of the answers I've had, I talked about with wrestling prayer, you know, the spirit will just give me such a sense of his presence. And another way I've had answers is through people. Um, and during the same time, there was a group of people that 
And it was a, it was a bad day. <laughs> they didn't know it was, it was a really bad day. And we got this call asking if someone could bring over um, food and gifts and encouraging notes. And they just quietly came in and laid that all out. And that was, that spoke to me. It was God answering in that wrestling kind of prayer. So yeah. it was a pretty cool mm. answer to wrestling prayer. Uh, and sometimes mm -hmm. um, that answer is given even when you don't even have words to pray. The Spirit is wrestling is, yes. is interceding for you and other people were praying for us and and we saw we felt the prayers, we saw the answer sure. come through it was awesome yeah, yeah. so what we're going to do now is we're going to practice wrestling prayer right now we're going to listen to the song i was just talking about and so um i would encourage you if you have a deep hurt or question you're questioning god you're wondering where he is right now just listen to this song and Pray, pray the words of it. God heard your prayers, your wrestling, mm -hmm. your questions. Mm -hmm. He heard them. He cares. Family, we have this incredible privilege, this incredible gift of being able to actually talk with God. Yeah. Incredible. And I want to encourage you to make conversing with God a priority in your day, in your week, this year, together. Yeah. And I pray that that will not be driven by shame or guilt, but rather that you'd be compelled by the love of God for you, mm -hmm. by his great desire to spend time with you and to listen to you and to hear from you. We just want to encourage you that, um, that here are a few ways. Here's five ways that you can practice prayer this year. And, and here's the deal. If you try one of those and you go, that didn't connect with me. That was weird. Okay. <laughs> the point is not the, pra the, the practice, the thing you do. The point is be with God yes. and communicate. So try something else. The point is, he's listening, and he loves you, mm -hmm. so let's talk to him. Yeah. Would you stand with us? Jesus, as we have uh, talked today about talking with you, I pray that we would walk away not feeling heavy, but light and encouraged. Mm -hmm. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would direct us in times of talking with you and we wouldn't create something bigger than it needs to be. We wouldn't think it has to have lists and we have to be on our knees. It has to just look a certain way. But I pray that we'd understand that this call of Scripture to pray without ceasing means to just always be coming and talking to you. Yes. Thank you, Lord. And I pray you'd show us new ways to do that. And I believe that as we do, that you'll meet us in those times, that you hear us and that you respond. And we thank you for that now, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Family, uh, just two things before you go. One, next weekend, one service, our <laughs> celebration service, celebrating all that God has done over the last year at 10 o'clock. 
And secondly, if you have something you want prayer for, we have a prayer team of people who are going to be up here right now. They would love to pray for you, all right? God bless you. Have a great day.